Hello and welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I am your host, Adam Castro, and here as always with my co-host, Ed Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, how are you doing? Happy Friday, Adam. Happy Friday, indeed. What a day. I know. What a, what what a, day. What a, what a day. A uh, couple things I want to point out. Number one, first of all, I am very, very well, sir. Hopefully you could say the same. I can. That is just wonderful. Brings a tear to my eye. Numero do. Um, just want to give a quick shout out to uh, Jake for uh, his long-awaited full-time debut on the Basement Talk podcast last night. It was a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful time. We talked about the NFL hot seat situation with the coaches, and then we also reviewed the NBA offseason. So definitely go check that out if you have not already. The show was released uh, last night for it being in your inboxes for your listening pleasure this morning so friday so by the time this comes out it'll probably be probably around six seven o'clock on uh, on friday we're recording this at around 3 30 so yeah you know you'll have two shows that you can you can listen to over the weekend uh, like i said uh no debate this week but the debate will be back next week i'm sure you're very you both are very excited about the uh, news that we're gonna get a couple more years of anthony davis and lebron james in los angeles yeah, it wasn't a surprise. We, I think, yeah. I think we spent probably a grand total of two minutes talking about Anthony Davis and LeBron James. That's fair. About two minutes. Yeah, I'm sure you probably talked about the other big thing that happened. Uh, you know, the, that trade, the trade, that Westbrook trade. John Wall trade. Yeah, and we actually, yeah. believe it or not, we actually had very different views on uh, on that trade. I was actually kind of surprised because I thought it was nailed in that there was one side that took the cake and Jake felt the opposite. So um, if you want to hear that whole debate and you want to listen in and, and know what I'm talking about, uh, go listen to uh, the basement talk podcast that was released. Like I said, this morning, Friday, uh, fun trivia. Actually, I found this out when I was uh, at work yesterday. Did you know that John wall was one of the groomsmen in DeMarcus cousins's wedding? Yes, I did. That's pretty cool. Cause they were college teammates at, at Kentucky. That's right. Why did they come to the Knicks? They both played in Kentucky. It's ridiculous. The only two Kentucky Wildcats seem like the Knicks haven't tried to trade for or draft. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they tried to hire. They've tried to hire Coach Cal a couple times. Yep. Anyway, so let's just go into it's. It's kind of weird uh, transitioning in this in this sort of way because there's no game to review. It's yeah. Just previews yeah just previews and we're going to start with something that is kind of underwhelming um i mean it's the jets and the raiders i highly doubt excuse me i highly doubt that this will be a repeat of what happened in 2019 where the jets beat the raiders 34 to 3 and if it is i would be absolutely shocked I would say there's a better chance of a snowstorm happening in hell than yeah. the Jets winning this game 34 to 3. Yeah. Although there's a slightly, and I do mean slightly, better chance of the Jets winning this game outright just because of the fact that Josh Jacobs is not going to be playing. And two of the better young defenders for the Raiders in Cleveland Farrell and Jonathan Abrams as well. Yep. So. Yeah. Two big misses for uh, for the Raiders, and I think it presents 
a very interesting debate on the Raiders defense who coming in, I had them as a top five play. I don't know if that's going to stay the same, quite frankly. Yeah. Well, I mean, at this point, it's like you see what's going on with the Raiders defense. You might see if Sam Darnold gets fired up by the coach, by the comments that, that Adam Gaze made uh, yesterday saying that they basically failed in developing him and also no shit. You could say that again. No shit. Um, but I mean, Adam Gaze is still a, a, like a horrible, horrible human being regardless because he basically has never said, it seems like he's never said a, not one nice thing about Sam Darnold his entire career. Cure. But and Sam Donald consistently sticks his neck out for his horrible coach. Well, it also comes down to, I think, Sam Donald being a pretty reserved person. And I don't think he's one to really stick his neck out like that and clap back at his coach of all people. So, no, when I say stick his neck out, I mean just like, you know, cover for his horrible decisions and say, oh, it's on me. Well, there have been a whole, there been a laundry, there been a laundry list of, of questionable, borderline terrible decisions made by Adam Gaze. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so going into this game, though, the absence of Josh Jacobs, how does that impact somebody like Derek Carr? Um, I mean, look, he's still a very solid stream. I don't think that that's something that changes minus Josh Jacobs. I mean, you still have a bevy of receiving options. You'll still have Nelson Aguilar there. You'll still have Darren Waller playing in this game. Devontae Booker, though, is is where he was the top waiver wire pickup of the week. If you were able to get him off of waivers this morning, then congratulations to you because you have a guy now that's going to be a top 15 play this week uh, in my estimation. But uh, Derek Carr, I would say, in terms of the start-o-meter, the wonderful start-o-meter, my great, great, great longtime friend. I would say Derek Carr is probably, he's a six. He's a, he's a good stream, but he's not, he's not a top 12 play. I have him as a, I have him as a top 15 play. So it really just comes down to, I guess this is where we can go back to the uh, old favorite of uh, luxury uh, window shopping here and just kind of luxury window shopping, of course, yeah, comparison shop. And and see what else you know you you're comparing Derek Carr against. And I think one of the key decisions that I have been asked about already is, and this is a fascinating one because these guys are, are, are neck and neck with each other in my ranks. It is Matt Ryan versus Derek Carr, and I said Derek Carr just because Matt Ryan in the last four meetings with the New Orleans Saints has not posted more than. 12.7 fantasy points in the last four meetings with New Orleans. Also, fun the Saints fact. defense has been, yeah, that's not a fun fact for people who are thinking about starting Matt Ryan, but I think it's one of those things where the Saints defense is a lot better now than a lot of people are kind of giving them credit for. They've gotten much better. Yeah, they've, they've gotten much better. They figured a ton of things out, which has uh, which has helped them for sure. And, and the Jets just have a lot of youth and inexperience yeah. uh, in the secondary, especially. Yep. I mean, the pass rushes, pass rush isn't really there, but I mean, at least in the, in the front seven, they have experience. They have veteran players there, but in the secondary, their only veteran, quote unquote, is Marcus May right. and Matthias Farley, if he even plays. So I think, I mean, 
with that mindset, I think Derek Carr is a better stream or better play this week than Matt Ryan. Looking at fantasy pros, I there are some players around Derek Carr who I would take far and away. Um, you have so Derek Carr is 14th in these fantasy pros rankings. I think I have him at 14 as well. And so the three players ahead of him are Kirk Cousins, Big Ben, and Ryan Fitzpatrick. I almost I would rather him, start all of them over Derek Carr. Yeah, I almost called him Fitzmagic. But Big Ben, Big Ben, I have at 13. I'm just looking. I'm looking at my ranks right now. Big Ben, I have at 13. Kirk Cousins, I have at 10, and Ryan Fitzpatrick, I have at 11. So yeah, so Kirk Cousins is 11, Big Ben's 12, and Fitzpatrick's 13, and Derek Carr's 14. And so who do they the have? Two, who do they have at 10? Just out of curiosity, Jason Hill. That's the guy I have at 12. There you go. Um, and so the three players after him. This is kind of interesting. You have Cam Newton going up against the Chargers on the road. I'd rather start Carr. Uh, Phillip Rivers. I'd rather start Carr, but it's close. And Jared Goff. I'd rather start Carr. But I have it. I have it. Carr at 14. I have Matt Ryan at 15. I have Phillip Rivers at 16. And then I have Cam Newton all the way down at 19. So uh, Matt Ryan's at 18. Matt Ryan's like right after that group. Really? They did. So, so, so the consensus has him pretty low. I guess so. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I, believe, I have him higher than the consensus. That That's actually kind of crazy. And I thought I was being a little harsh at 15. I guess they've, uh, they, they've seen his past track record against the saints and how hot and cold he's been this season. And they're just like, I don't want any part of it. That's fair. Very fair. And honestly, I think most fantasy owners, if they have a better option, they're probably saying, I don't want any part of it as well. True. Very true. And so for the running backs, if you paid fab top, top fab for Devonte Booker, you got to be able to start. You got to be starting him just because just out of the sheer fact that you paid the money for it. And basically, you're going to be getting him for this week. And depending on whether or not you're a playoff team um, this week or maybe next week, it's – yeah. So where do you have somebody like Devontae Booker? Uh, It's a breaking news as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. But this is not a massive shock to anybody. Uh, Kenny Galladay ruled out for this week. So not a a huge shock there. Um, Devontae Booker's an eight. Again, I have him as a top 15 play. Uh, I would think that the consensus probably still hasn't caught up to him on Fantasy Pros just kind of because of the maybe early expectations that some analysts have where they put Devontae Booker in one spot and they don't touch their ranks uh, for the remainder of the week. But I did move Devontae Booker up, and I do have him inside my top 15 for this week. Again, you, you spend top dollar to get him. You're probably going to play him. I got him in a few spots. There's one spot I got him for around $15, and there's one spot where I got him for around 7 So overall, two two very good investments uh, from, from me in terms of a starting running back that I will be able to plug and play this week against a uh, New York Jets team that is, uh, is a little suspect against uh, against the run, which is supposed to be the strongest part of their defense. Yeah. So I think it's funny because, yeah, Fantasy Bros has not caught up at all 
really. Uh, Devonta Booker's at thirty-one. Yeah, that they haven't caught up. No, he'll they have, he'll move yeah. up. He'll move up. It's funny because they have him right next to well, Josh Jacobs obviously will be taken off of their ranks, but Josh Jacobs is thirty-three. Yeah, and Booker's thirty-one. So yeah, they're gonna they're gonna change that. It's gonna be very different by the time that this episode comes out. I'm I'm sure. Oh, I'm 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 sure that is is it usually is. So, moving on to the weapons, the the receivers, the pass catchers. Is there anybody here that is really really worth starting? Uh, Nelson Aguilar is actually questionable heading into this game, so it is worth monitoring that. I don't think he practiced yesterday on Thursday. So yeah, he with an ankle injury, he didn't. Right. Uh, he did not practice on Thursday. Yeah, he's been dealing with with a bum ankle, but. I'm a little shocked to see uh, that he was held out. I'm looking more at his uh, status. They haven't updated his status for Friday. Um, so that'll be something to obviously monitor. But if Aguilar plays, I would say he's a very solid flex. Very, very, very solid flex. Having a top 30 play. Uh, what about, you know, you have Hunter Renfro, Henry Ruggs. Renfro is probably a five who would move up to a six if Aguilar is out. Rugs, I think, a deep leagues. He, he's he's a home run play. He's a home run play. Um, if you're in a position where you have a buy locked up, if you have a division one, if you have a playoff spot locked up, and you don't really need this victory, then you could play rugs as sort of like a as sort of like a fun play. You know, you you could do it. Um, but if you're fighting for a spot. And you need to be playing your guys rugs for me. That that's, that's a long shot play. And that's one where he could give you, he can give you 25 or he can give you two. Yeah, definitely. And there's not enough, there's not enough sustained volume there for me to definitely say, you know, he's a home run have to have to have to play. Right. No, I think he's not gotten there so far. No. It's funny because the Jets wanted Henry Ruggs when they were picking in the draft and they ended up picking Makai Becton, which ended up working out, I would say. I would say so as well. Yeah, he's one of the better left tackles in the NFL at this point. Probably going to be one of the one of like maybe two pro bowlers that the Jets send to mm-hmm. Orlando. Well, actually, no. The pro bowl isn't even happening this year. Nope. It's on, Mad- it's on Madden. Yep. So still pro bowler. And uh, on Fantasy Pros, Darren Waller is the second tight end. Number yeah, two. He's, he's ten. Ten. I mean, you're starting him anyway because, I mean, it's Darren mm-hmm. Waller at this point. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll make, if you want, just to expedite this process, I will make the Jets very, very easy. It's like a the, reverse Kansas City. It is. The only Jet that I would start is Frank Gore, and that is as a flex. Yeah. Just you're looking for volume and safety. Denzel Mims. Um, deeper leagues, Mims could be okay. Yeah. Okay. You might need a touchdown though for him to really give you something. But well, that's not a guarantee. Yeah, it's no, nothing's guaranteed with the Jets. But well, maybe besides stinking up the joint. But four or five catches from Mims. Yeah, I think that's doable. But there's there's nobody else that I would feel comfortable enough starting. That's fair. That's very fair. Um, 
So for the next game, it's Cincinnati going to Miami to play the Dolphins. Goody. And one of the big here's here's the here's the crazy shit. Um all four, except for Miles Gaskin, who's still on IR kind of in limbo, are all on the injury report. So Matt Breed is out. He was placed on the COVID list on Friday. Uh, DeAndre Washington is doubtful with a hamstring injury. Salvin Ahmed was listed as doubtful for Sunday's game against the Bengals. And Malcolm Perry, who like, would maybe start, I don't know, in, in, this, in this sense, he was limited in Thursday's practice with a chest injury. And also, also, um, Tua Tagovailoa is a game-time decision. Please don't play Tua. Please, God. So, please, Brian, Murphy fits. Yeah. Uh, Brian Flores said on Thursday that he's like, we're taking it one, one day at a time. Both of them practiced. Um, there were, I think, I guess Tua was limited in practice on Thursday, but both of the, both Tua and Fitzpatrick practiced. And he said, we'll see how they progress through practice and make a decision on Sunday. So, okay. That's just not ideal for those that uh, probably either spent money on on Fitzpatrick or ha- or don't really have too much of a backup option in place of uh, in place of two. I don't know. Yeah, and then for Cincinnati, um, I mean it's it's so tough where you have basically the important players in fantasy are all either are all on IR at this point. Um, besides for the receivers, but that's kind of it, really. So let's go into into the starter meter, and I guess it's going to be Brandon Allen once again for for the Bengals. And uh, yeah, negative seven thousand two hundred and thirty six. Okay, fair enough. What about like uh, Gio Brown and Bernard? Smudgy P. Ryan, that sort of uh, running back tandem. Smudgy P. Ryan's like a two. Bernard's like a like a five. High end flex. Any receivers? T. Higgins. Tyler Boyd. I wouldn't feel comfortable with them, but you could start them. This game's gonna be tough. Yeah, yeah. I mean. The Dolphins defense is really good for Cincinnati. Yes. Anybody that has uh, the Dolphins defense reap up the reward. Yeah. And I have the Dolphins defense where I need to win in our league. So there you go. Thrilled. And for the Dolphins, whoever's starting a quarterback, I think they're poised to have a good day. Fitzy would be a nine, two would be a seven. And I guess whoever's starting at running back, is there any news on Miles Gaskin? Whether well, or not he's he, gonna he be was, activated? He was deemed eligible to be activated. So it looks like that if they give him a full bill of health, it looks like he could be back this weekend. So if Miles Gaskin is back and he's healthy, I'd say pluck him off of IR and play him. Well, yeah, I mean, this is a kind of scenario where Miles Gaskin is 
going to be like on an island with as far as the Dolphins running backs are concerned, if all of them are doubtful or just questionable leaning towards out at this point, it's going to be, it would be Miles Gaskin and Malcolm Perry or whoever they put out of the pull out of the practice squad. Yeah. So uh, yeah. And then the receivers, Devontae Parker, um, I guess Preston Williams is still on IR, but uh, Jakeem Grant as well. Yeah, I mean, Parker, if it's Fitzpatrick, he's a must, must, must play. It's 10. If it's Tua, like an 8. Like an 8. But obvious downgrade if it's Tua over uh, over Fitzpatrick. So I have some some insight on the Gaskin situation. Okay. So Brian Flores said on Friday that there is a chance – that he could, that Gaskin would be activated off of IR on Saturday. Okay. So typical coach speak where he's like, I don't know, maybe he will, maybe he won't. It's very, it's a very Belichick kind of answer. It is a very Belichick kind of answer. I don't know. Check the injury report. Get out of my face. Um, And then uh, Mike Kosicki at tight end. Seven. Seven right. with Fitz, five with Tua. Cool. So, uh, next game, Indianapolis at Houston. And as far as injuries are concerned, we all know about what happened with the whole thing with Wolf Fuller. He's going to be out for the for the season. And it's not because of an injury. And it's not because of an injury. But uh, C.J. Procise, the backup running back for the Houston Texans, is going to be out he, with an illness. It doesn't seem like it's COVID-related. Uh, but he was ruled out already for a Sunday's game against the Colts. And Philip Rivers was on a had like a toe thing. He was limited in practice on Thursday. I think it it's been like that for a while. So I think it's probably like more likely than not that he's going to be playing. So with that in mind, speaking of Philip Rivers, where does Philip Rivers fall on your starter meter? Um, what about the running back situation for the Colts? You know, you have Jonathan Taylor there, Naeem Hines, Jordan Wilkins. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is the guy that interests me the most. Season well, nine carries against the Packers. Yeah. In the Texans are defensively a mess. The Colts should be coming into this game. Very, very motivated to try and get this win. I would say Jonathan Taylor is probably a seven but he's in my top 24, top 24 play for me. Yeah, I mean, it's good news for Jonathan Taylor owners that he he was activated off the COVID list. Right. On, uh, yeah. So anybody, uh, like, I might have missed it, but what about Naeem Hines? Is this a Naeem Hines kind of game? No, I don't think so. Four for me. Okay. PPR only. And then the receivers, Michael Pittman, T.Y. Hilton, Zach Paschal. Pittman's probably a six. T.Y. Hilton's probably a four. Pascal's probably a two. Okay. And we all know how much you love one, at least one of the tight ends for the Apple's Colts. 
He's a great guy. I love him. Trey Boo. Brilliant. Brilliant, man. If he, he scores on Sunday, I sing the song. Yes, it's true. He scores. I sing the song. So uh, I hope he doesn't score. I hope he scores. <laughs> Trey Boo Boo is probably uh, six. Six. All right. And then uh, moving on to the Texans. Deshaun Watson. Seven. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's kind of weird. It's been, we've had a lot of radio silence on David Johnson's status. He could be coming back this weekend. Really? Yep. Well, that would be, that would make things very interesting. Yeah. He's been, he's been practicing and he could be a full go. So I guess how, I guess the the real question, the obvious question is how does that color your expectations for Duke Johnson? Uh, I wouldn't be starting any of the Texans running backs, quite frankly. Well, that's fair. Against the Colts? Yeah, no uh, no, thank you. It could also help, and this is one that I think I would want to see how it plays out, but it, there could be some more opportunities in the passing game for the running backs with Will Fuller, obviously no longer in the picture uh, for the Texans the remainder of the season. So could be good news for anybody that owns either David Johnson or Duke Johnson and are looking for a little bit of help in terms of the PPR boost. Yeah. This, this is a matchup that I would stay away. I would stay away from both of them, uh, let it play out, and let's see what happens. I don't blame you at this point. I really don't. Um, and then speaking of that receiving core, I mean, who who is worth starting out of this receiving core? Brandon Cooks? Five. Randall Cobb, out. Kiki, oh, Kiki Kuti, oh, Mister Kiki Kuti, uh, four. So there you go. There is not a Texan that I feel comfortable with starting, and that includes Deshaun Watson. Wow, I don't feel comfortable enough to do it. Against the Colts, yeah. he's a definite DFS fade. Definitely, 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 definitely. Well, the Colts, I mean, the Colts do have a really good defense. So I think it's pretty understandable from this point of view. Yeah. Yep. And that's part of the reason. And uh, yeah. So with that being said, let's move on to a game that's going to be really good. That's I'm pretty excited about. It's the the Cleveland Browns heading to Tennessee to play the Titans. This is going to be a really good game. Dueling a running back duel, hopefully. Um, as far as the injuries are concerned, um, AJ Brown. So here's something interesting about AJ Brown. I, I know I said last week that if you see him on the injury report, don't panic, but there was a new injury that has popped up for AJ Brown that I don't think would necessarily cause you to panic, but just, just think about it where you have AJ Brown with a hip issue now. He returned to practice on Friday, which is good news. So it looks like he's in line to play, I guess. Um, I would assume. I mean, he it hasn't really stopped him. He had a really great game last week against against the Colts. So, yeah, I did, the hip issue is not really a big worry for me. Well, now I mean, it would have been more of a worry if there were if. I had if I didn't know what was going on with this practice situation. Well, if he didn't practice on Friday, that'd be a big problem. Yes, that'd be a big problem. 
well, if we were going into this and I had no idea what, if he, whether or not he practiced, I'd be like, well, this is kind of weird. He didn't practice. He hasn't practiced on Wednesday or Thursday. Right. But if he practiced on Friday, that, that, that's fine. Uh, Johnny Smith did practice on Friday though. Yes. And that, that is something that is worth monitoring where he, he had a knee issue. He didn't practice on Friday. It looks like it might be the Anthony Ferkser kind of show. For I would agree. I would agree. And if Anthony Ferkser is the guy, I would be starting him across the board. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Um, Ryan Zanhill loves his tight ends. Yep. He's the third down read. Yep. When in doubt, go to your tight ends on third down. Um, as far as the Browns, the big thing of note for them is that their top corner, Denzel Ward, has ruled out for Sunday's game against the Titans and probably for the next couple of weeks with the calf issue. And other than that, just like two depth receivers, Taiwan Taylor and Kadaro Hodge, who were ruled out as well. So let's go into your starter, into the starter meter, your starter meter. And where do you have Baker Mayfield? Six. And the running backs, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Chubb is a 10. Hunt is a nine. The receivers, Jarvis Landry, finally getting on the scoreboard. Last Jarvis, week. Is a, Jarvis is a five. Um, I would want to see it again. Okay. Any other receivers? Nope. Okay. Austin Hooper? Seven. Works for me. And moving on to Tennessee, you have Ryan Tannehill. Eight. Well, this is going to be easy. Is Derrick Henry anything but a 10? Yeah, he's an 11. Oh, well, there you go. Um, the interesting thing is um, Mike Vrabel said yesterday that they that they might get Darrington Evans back, actually. So it might be a, a new handcuff for you, for for Derrick Henry, and it will, will not be Deontay Foreman. It would be Darrington Evans. Yep, that's correct. And uh, the receivers, AJ Brown, Corey Davis. I wonder AJ, what you're going to say. AJ Brown's an eight. Corey Davis is a six. Good flex. Really good flex. Yeah, definitely especially if A.J. Brown is banged up and maybe Ryan Tannehill doesn't give him as many looks. I mean, I doubt it. But if that were to happen, then it could be more for uh, for Corey Davis, who really has really found his own this season. And after uh, the Titans turned down the fifth-year option, the Titans have a real problem on their hands because now yeah. Corey Davis, is he's been very, very good. He's been very consistent this year, and he's a big part of that football team. So it looks like he's having a uh, a – lesser version of a Devonte Parker renaissance uh, here in 2020. As you like to say, he's playing for his cash. He's playing for his cash. homie. damn straight. Yeah. Um, that would be very interesting. I mean, after such a, such a mercurial career, it's nice to see that Corey Davis is able to has been able to find some consistency. Only the true believers can say that Corey Davis is a great man. I'm a true believer. I'm I'm aware. I'm very aware. Nobody else was. 
No. Just anyway, me. we don't want to talk about the times that you, you wavered in your faith. Never. In I've never done such a thing. Well, not on this show anyway. I've never done such a thing. Corey Davis is a wonderful human being. There you go. And um, you, we, you kind of already said your your piece on Anthony Ferkser that you're looking to start him in most formats. Yep, if John was out, Ferkser is a, a really, really, really good play. So he'd be like a seven. Yeah. Next game, Detroit at Chicago. Oh boy. So this game is going to be interesting from an injury perspective. You have uh, Kenny Galladay has been ruled out. You, we've already talked about that. Uh, Allen Robinson is questionable for Sunday's game after injuring his knee in Friday's practice. Oh, no. Fuck. Oh, no. Uh, Darnell Mooney is questionable for Sunday's game against the Lions with a knee injury. Oh, no. Mitch Trubisky will be starting. Oh, no. No. I'm kidding. Oh, no. Mitch Trubisky is... Mr. Risky is starting though. I'm not kidding about that. Um, and for the Lions, the good thing, the good news is, well, okay. So here's here's something. DeAndre Swift cleared concussion protocol, but now he has an illness, and he's questionable for Sunday's game. Oh, grand! So just it's all looking at it's all coming up, DeAndre. Oh, goody. Um, Matt Stafford is questionable as well for this contest. It looks like he's probably going to play with that right thumb issue. He's had a long layoff from Thanksgiving to to try and see if it get, it's gotten any better. And I think if it has gotten worse, we probably would have known at this point. Uh, Dara Bevel probably would have said something I... in that regard. But it, it, yeah, it just looks like he's going to be questionable. So, with that in mind, whether I mean, obviously, the Lions have a better chance from a fantasy perspective if it's Matt Stafford over Chase Daniel. But are you starting either of them? No, <laughs> no. That's easy, easy enough. And for the running backs, if DeAndre Swift doesn't play, it's going to be more Adrian Peterson and the, the resurgence of Carryon Johnson. Oh, great guy. Love him. Hopefully Carryon now gets a chance now that that bad, evil man, Matt Patricia, is gone. Goodbye. See you later. That bad, evil man that drafted him. That bad, evil man. Uh, if If Adrian Peterson's the guy, he's a five. Okay. I would not. St- I would not start a lion running back. I, I would not. Same with the receivers. I would not start a lion's receiver here. Well, thank you for clarifying because I know you would start T.J. Hawkinson. Yep, Hawkinson is a seven. Good play. Yep. And for the Bears, you gotta like Trubisky in this game. Yeah, he's fine. Six. Uh, we talked about it on the waiver show. He did. He's done really well against the the Lions. Yep. This season, anyway, yep. week one. And that was at home, or and that was in Detroit. So right. Now he has a home he, date with the with the Lions. 
Yep. And then David Montgomery. Seven. Any other running back or why or hybrid? <laughs> no. And for the receivers, I mean, if Allen Robinson doesn't play, oh boy. Well, I mean, I'm reading, I could just read what they have here because I was just looking to get some more information. So basically the summary is that the early belief from Chicago is that it is not overly significant for Allen Robinson, which is good, which is good news. So I mean, look, if Allen Robinson plays, you you are starting him. Plain and simple. If there's no Allen Robinson, there is nobody for the Chicago Bears that would be starting for receivers. Yeah. Well, I don't blame you for that. I mean, there's nobody that can replicate that sort of production like Allen Robinson can. Nope. Yep. And uh, Jimmy Graham at tight end. Four. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, speaking of Allen Robinson, let's talk about his former team heading to Minnesota. We're on to Minnesota. We are on to Minnesota. It's crazy to think that Allen Robinson was kind of like an was kind of an all right receiver in Jacksonville, and then he went to Chicago, and he has really made a name for himself. Good for him. Well, it's the same guy that had a fourteen hundred yard season with uh, Blake Bortles. Yeah, that's true. It's very true. Not many other people could say that. Nope. And for Jacksonville, the big the big news is that it is Mike Lennon once again starting for Gardner Minshew. And uh, for Minnesota, Adam Thielen has been activated off the COVID list. That's good news. But uh, Irv Smith Jr. has been ruled out for this game. So it will be Kyle Rudolph as the starting tight end. We talked about Kyle Rudolph on the Basement Talk podcast last night. So go check really? that out if you want any That's more information. Cool. Awesome. Shame, shameless plug. It's your own it's your own stuff. You can plug it if you want. True. I am the boss. Yes. Anyway, so for Jacksonville, I mean, you, you can't be really thinking about starting Mike Glennon, right? Nope. No, I guess the only receiver really, I mean, the only player really, player or players were James Robinson. Yeah. Not DJ Chark. Nope. Not LaVisca Chenault. Um, you know, Chark is like a six. He, he He's a borderline top 24 play. I'm looking at it right now. Top, yeah, top 20, borderline top 24 play. I'm at 26. Interesting. But James, Robinson? James Robinson's a nine. Nine, yeah. nine, nine. That's fascinating. Um, let me see. I believe. Oh, yeah. So Fantasy Pro says DJ Chark at 38. 38. Wow. 38. Wow. They must not like Mr. Mike Lennon. No, they, I, I guess they don't. Where even is LaVisca Chanel? I don't even know. He's probably 60 so something. It's f- probably so far. He's at 57. You weren't too far off. <laughs> Yikes. LaVisca so. Chenault is li- is exactly 10 spots below Keelan Cole. Oh, we have some uh we have some breaking news. Okay. We do have some breaking news. Uh Johnu Smith has officially been ruled out. Well, there you go. Anthony Ferkser time. Is what we all predicted. Well, if you'll excuse me, 
I am currently going to my waiver wire and I'm going to pick up Anthony Fruxer. All right. Um, while you're doing that, we can talk about uh, Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. Let's. And how Kirk Cousins, as we talked about on, on Wednesday, is one of the better uh, streams of the week as far as quarterbacks are concerned, going up against Jacksonville at home. Yep, he's an eight. And how you're not taking Dalvin Cook out of your lineup by under any means, under any circumstances. Uh, nope. He's and a 15. Same with Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. Uh, nope. They are 16th and 17th. Yeah. Although I expect, the, I expect big games from Thielen and Jefferson. I guess the one question really is if Kyle Rudolph is worth, uh, worth starting as a flyer. Definitely as a flyer. Yeah. All right. Next game. We're finally at the end. It's that really hasn't been that long, but we're at the end of the one o'clock hour of games. And it is the New Orleans Saints heading to Atlanta to face the Falcons. This injury report fascinates me. So it's like, who are all the skill position players that are important in this game? Let's throw them all in the injury report. <laughs> Except for Matt Ryan, apparently. Uh, Todd Gurley is questionable heading into this game with the knee. Julio Jones is questionable for the Sunday's game with the hamstring. Hayden Hurst is questionable uh, heading into this game. He was a non-participant in Thursday's practice. And Calvin Ridley, with a foot-slash-ankle injury, was limited at Thursday's practice as well, and he is also questionable. And Goody. for the New Orleans Saints, why do I feel like you – did you say that watch, watch us look at the injury report and see that Alan Kamara picked up some sort of injury? Oh, I, know, I knew he was hurt. Yeah. So with a foot injury, he practiced in a limited capacity on Thursday. Michael Thomas with an ankle injury he was a limited participant in practice on thursday was that what kept him out all this time was that an ankle injury or was that something else ankle yeah yeah so maintenance maintenance yeah and then uh jack rabbit jenkins did not practice on wednesday not fantasy relevant i just like saying his name jack rabbit jenkins yeah um yeah okay so we kind of alluded to this before, but where is Taysom Hill in your in your ranks? Seven. Top 12 play. And what about the combination of Alan Kamara and Latavius Murray? Kamara's an eight, Latavius Murray's a six. Is there a, there's probably a better chance that Kamara plays, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. He'll play. Yeah. Question is how effective he'll be, but he'll play. You know, the crazy thing, I think Alvin Kamara is like on, he's very close to being on pace for a thousand thousand season. I think he is. Because he has 585 rushing yards and 646 receiving yards. Yeah. That, that would be pretty, pretty impressive. Thousand thousand. And he has 12 total touchdowns so far. Fuck him. It's crazy. 
Fuck him. Um, and then the receiving core. Michael Thomas Nine. is automatically better with Taysom Hill. Nine. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Five. Anybody else? Nope. Jared Cook. Five. All right. And another thing that we alluded to earlier in the show is Matt Ryan is not a good start going up against New Orleans. Nope. I would avoid that if you can. And honestly, neither is Todd Gurley. Nope. Three. Yeah. Sit him if you can. And then the receiving core. I mean, Julio hasn't played in a bit. Nope. So, I mean, it's worth monitoring that that sort of injury status. And um, also, I mean, Calvin Ridley has been on the injury report for, for the past couple of weeks with that foot slash ankle issue, yeah. and he's played. So Yeah, he's a seven for me. He'll probably score. He who? Calvin Ridley. Ridley. Yeah, okay. Calvin Ridley. What about Julio? If he plays, seven. Okay. And so if Julio doesn't play, which receiver is it Russell Gage that would be elevated yeah. in his place? Yeah, Gage and, and Zacchaeus will probably uh, get extended looks. Yep. And that tight end, Hayden Hurst. Six. And by, and by the way, you, you mentioned Hayden Hurst. Um, I was I was thinking about the same thing. I know what you're going to talk about. That documentary that about yes. him? Yes, really yes, good. yes, yes, yes. And I meant to talk about that at the top of the show. Thank you so much for bringing up Hayden Hurst. Um, if you have not seen it or you don't know about the Hayden Hurst uh, story, please, please, please go to the Atlanta Falcons uh, Instagram or probably the better the better one is Twitter because it's just where they have the entire thing. It's like 12 minutes, minutes or so. And it is so, so, so important given the time that we are living in where um, mental health is definitely the topic of conversation right now, given how we all are isolated from each other and, and separate. And, and there are times where we're not going to be able to be with one another, especially with the holidays coming around because of uh, COVID and everything. Um, obviously, the Hayden Hurst situation was much, much, much bigger than that. But it is just a reminder that no matter what your situation is, no matter what frame of mind you may be in. There's always someone out there who loves you, who wants to help you no matter what. So if you are dealing with absolutely anything at all, find that person, call them, even if even it's a a helpline or anything like that, please, 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 please get in touch with somebody if you are in need of any sort of assistance, because guess what? You're here for a reason. And trust me, as someone who has dealt with a ton of mental issues in my life. Um, it is so important to get the help that you absolutely 100% deserve. So if you haven't watched that, please do. And it will definitely, definitely give you a, a, a needed little bit of wow, you know, sort of thing. And you'll, and you'll definitely appreciate Hayden Hurst a whole lot more because his story is very, very, very powerful. It really is. And um, a big thank you and uh, congratulations to Hayden Hurst for overcoming everything that he has overcome. Because trust me, uh, I've been there. Me personally, I can say that I've been there. And um, the fact that he has overcame that is quite frankly amazing. So, uh, Congratulations, Aiden. Yeah, 
Um, one thing also, I don't know if you saw what Kyle Shanahan said about how like he he took aside uh, pulled aside a couple of his players, like twenty or so of the of his players on the 49ers saying like, you know, if you see anybody that's having trouble dealing with the move to Arizona, you know, tell them, let them know that they can talk to somebody like, and make sure that everybody's okay. I love that this whole thing. I love that. And it was really cool. Really, really nice to hear that. Yeah, absolutely. Cause that's a, it's like a ridiculous, listen, even though they're staying in a giant hotel, which is, and Kyle Shanahan was like, listen, this hotel, this is like amazing. Because we can just do everything here in this in this giant hotel that's as big as a convention center. Like you still, players still are aren't allowed to leave their rooms. Yeah, and they're they're isolated from their families. Yeah, and that too, exactly. They're completely separated from from their families, and you know, that's got to be the hardest thing of all. Is you know, yeah, living accommodations are nice, but what's the most important thing, especially around this time of year? It's family, and you know, a lot of people. Are without that so again if you haven't seen the hayden hurst um feature that the atlanta falcons did um definitely definitely go and check that out because it was very powerful very powerful and very very moving yep all right uh let's move on to the four o'clock games and talk about the los angeles rams going to arizona to play the let's play the cardinals and so as far as injuries are concerned, one promising thing is that Kyler Murray practiced fully. And he's off the injury report. Oh, grand. So it will be Kyler Murray. Who's the backup? I have no idea. I don't care. Fuck knows. <laughs> I don't care. I've we probably have said it before. But I just do, I do not care. I, it is ir- I feel like it's Brett Hundley. It is Brett Hundley. That's right. I feel I, still, I feel like that that just it popped into my head like yeah that that sounds right. As soon as you said it, I was like, yeah, no, that's what it is. So yeah, I I still don't care. It's Kyler Murray. I still don't care. Is that nice? Well, and by, and by the way, we have an update on my bet. Um, I had uh, Marseille over Nîmes, and Marseille have scored. So let's go. Who scored? Uh, Diego Benedetto. I have no idea who that is. Beautiful man. Although I don't know, I don't know too many people, players on Marseille. So, oh, I, I am a big fan of Marseille. They are my, yeah, my legal team. Because I, I bet on them a lot. All right then. A lot, a lot. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So let's just go right into the starting meter. I mean, is this the game that Jared Goff finally gets over his turnover woes that has plagued him for the past couple of weeks? Probably not. He's a five. Considering the defense that he's going up against. Yeah, five. Uh, what about the running back situation for for the Rams? I like Akers as a flyer. A lot. Is that really it for you? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Henderson and, and Brown, there's just not enough consistency with touches there. And it looks like Cam Akers is finally getting more of a consistent run. And he deserves well, it because he's 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 looked great. He's looked really, really, really good. It's exactly what we all expected going into week one, and now it's actually happened. Finally. Thank yes. you. Thank you. And the receiving core. 
Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. Both nines. Even though, well, one of them has to is going to be going up against Patrick Peterson. Probably it's going to be Woods. Well, yeah, because because Cooper Cup is a slot receiver. Yeah, it'll probably be Woods, but they'll the Rams are creative enough where they'll they'll move they'll move their guys around. Yeah. Well, that's what shadows are for. Yeah, but Peterson, at this point of his career, though, he's not really a guy that's going to move around a whole lot. And if he does, we see we've seen some cracks in in Patrick Peterson this season. So. It's not like a matchup where if you see Patrick Peterson following Robert Woods, you're not going to be like, fuck, you know, that, that sort of deal. Right. Um, and then are the tight ends, are they still just kind of like meh for you? Yeah, very meh. Very meh. I want it to be Tyler Higby, but he just doesn't get enough consistency because they love Gerald Everett for some ungodly reason. No, don't you understand? It's because Sean McVay wants committees at every position. Oh, yes. How could I forget? They should have a QB committee. Yeah. Too bad it's not. Too bad Blake Bortles is on the Broncos. Shucks. I don't know who the backup is now. We're not doing this. I don't care. I don't care enough to look it up. Uh, My guess is uh, Sean Mannion. No, he's the backup for for the Vikings. Oh, he's the backup for the Vikings now? Yeah. Um, all right. Any any other guesses? No. I need, I need a guess. Okay. Uh, who? I'm sorry. Oh. 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 Okay. All right. Him. Case Keenum. Nope. I. I. You could say, I would put ten million dollars on the table, and I would give you a thousand guesses, and I could guarantee you wouldn't name this person. Luke Falk. Nope. Um, I'm thinking of like really fucking obscure quarterbacks. You've never heard of him in your life. Can I have one hint? Sure. He was a starter for Wake Forest. Oh, that is a that is that does not help me. Exactly. You might as well you might as well have just said he's the backup quarterback for the Rams. That would have been that's the kind <laughs> of hint that you just gave me. <laughs> John Walford. I know him. How the do you know John Walford? He played in. He was on the Jets practice squad. He played in a bunch in a, like a preseason game for the Jets in 2018. What? Yep. <laughs> what? Of course, of course, you would know John Walford. Well, I wouldn't have known enough to name him. John Walford. John Wolford. Fucking yeah, hell, like, he was. It was like his first ever like NFL action. Oh, was against the Eagles in week four preseason. Oh, wow. He was the overall touchdown leader in the AAF in the 2019 season. Oh. Well, I guess he's the overall touchdown leader in the AAF period. Ever. Ever. <laughs> well, that's fascinating. The more you know. That's the only reason I know about John Walford is because he played for the Jets. And just happened oh, to I'm turn aware. on and I just happened to turn on the atrocious every time it's week four of preseason when the Jets play the Eagles. And it's 
and it's the worst. There's no preseason week four game that is good. I'm pretty sure that game ended like nine to six in favor of the Eagles. That's terrible. He was not good. That's ungodly bad. Anyway. Anyhow. um, Yeah. So moving on to the Cardinals. Now that Kyler Murray is allegedly healthy. Yep. Allegedly. Allegedly. uh, Where is he on your starter meter? And what about the running backs? Drake is a seven. Edmonds is a four. All right. And, I mean, listen, you're starting DeAndre Hopkins, no matter yep. who he's going up against. Yep. He's an eight, though, because he's going up against Jalen. But Jalen Ramsey experience. Jalen Ramsey experience for DeAndre Hopkins. Yep. That's going to be a hell of a matchup. I know, right? Oh, I can't wait. So much trash talk. Can't wait. It's going to be good. It's going to be good, good. And I think somebody who will benefit the most from the Jalen Ramsey experience is Christian Kirk. Yeah, he's a good play for me. Good, really, really good play. Seven. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, get better Larry Fitzgerald. Yep. Please. Yeah. I agree. So uh, let's move on to our next game. And it is the New York Giants. Heading to Seattle to play to play the Seahawks. Big, 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 big news that we will talk about soon. Well, when it's more relevant, when he actually is going to be able to play in two weeks, we're going to talk about it. But I'm sure you've heard. The prodigal son has returned. Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon has once again been conditionally reinstated by the NFL. What a beautiful man. I love Josh Gordon. This receiving core with Josh Gordon. You know, you know, you know, you know, you know something, Adam? You know something here? You know mm-hmm. something? He's like the Jameis Winston obsession that I have. No matter how many times he decides to fuck me royally, I just keep going back. God knows why. Here we are again. Josh Gordon, baby. Welcome back. Welcome back, King. Welcome back. Welcome back. Well, well hopefully he is turned his this attempt to turn his life around ends up being the last time he tries to turn his life around. I hope so, because this is probably his last chance, honestly. Yeah. Although that's kind of what we said last time, wasn't it? True. Very true. How the hell can Josh Gordon be constantly reinstated by the NFL and Pete Rose will never get into the Hall of Fame? (sighs) 10,000 questions science can't answer, Adam. Yes, you're right. You're absolutely right. I'd say vendetta, but... (laughs) Not wrong. Yeah. Anyway, um, one big, big thing of note is that the current most popular quarterback in Texas will be starting for the Giants against the Seattle Seahawks. Ooh, Colt. Colt, Colt McCoy. baby, Colt. Probably, because Daniel Jones is doubtful heading into this game. Yeah, he's not going to play. Also, also, Carlos Hyde is questionable, although that doesn't really matter at this point because Correct. Chris Carson is here and he's 
and he's here. Deal with it. Deal with it. Deal with it. Um, yeah. So there's that. And then that's basically it for for the uh, injuries. I mean, Cole McCoy going up against this defense in Seattle. Yeah. Negative 9,325. Even with no fans. Even with no fans. No, thank you. And the running back situation. Is there any, have you heard anything about Devontae Freeman coming off of IR? Nope. It's Wayne Gallman. All right. There you go. Nine. Okay. Nine. Very good play. Receivers, Darius Slayton, Golden Tate. Slayton's a Shepherd. Slayton's a five. Shepherd's a five. Tate's a three. And Evan Ingram. Six. All right. And for Seattle, Russell Wilson's got to be able to get out of this funk, huh? He's going to have to. Nine. Although he probably won't have to play too well to beat the Giants. True. Very true. He's just start keep throwing the ball at DK Metcalf. Good things happen when he does it. Well, yeah. It's probably the best receiver Russell Wilson's ever had. Actually, that's, yeah, no. That's a fair point. He, he, No, he is the best receiver Russell Wilson's ever had. Yeah, I would say so. Sorry, prime Doug Baldwin. <sighs> Shucks. Yeah. Darn. Uh, and then Chris Carson at running back. Eight. And whether it's Carlos Hyde or I mean Travis Homer is doubtful, so I guess it would be DJ Dallas backing him up. No, it's like uh, five for Hyde. Okay. Unenthusiastic five. That's a very un- unenthusiastic five. <laughs> you know how they say when the when it's like fourth and one, it's a long fourth and one. Yes. There's there's the over eager five. The exciting five, and then there's the unenthusiastic five. Yeah, the unenthusiastic five is not a good five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, the, the unenthusiastic five for Carlos Hyde. And for the receivers, you got to like DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett going up against um, James Bradbury and whoever else they have at corner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lockett. Lockett's an eight. DK Metcalf's a ten. DK Metcalf has my number two receiver for the week. Yep. And at tight end, Will Disley. Oh, Bill. Bill Disley. Bill Disley. Seven. Does he go by Bill? I call him Bill. Oh. On a first name basis. All right. Well, that's good. He's another friend. He's another friend, like the uh, like the man we'll be talking about in the next game. That's correct. That's very correct. That is a friend. He's he really is the Hall of Fame tight end. What potential. a guy! Hall of Fame potential tight end. What a guy! Yeah, um, the New England Patriots going to Los Angeles to SoFi Stadium to play the Chargers. And as far as injuries are concerned, for the Chargers, Joey Bosa was limited in, or he's limited in the Chargers practice session on Thursday with a shin injury. Can't say I've seen that one before. No. Just wear shin guards. Just wear shin guards. <laughs> Are they playing soccer? Yes, apparently. We're, play- we're playing football, Bird. Oh, they're playing football. Football. Yes. Uh, Kaelin Balage remained limited at practice on Thursday, but he's kind of irrelevant now with the return of Austin Eckler. 
and the uh, performance of Josh Kelly. So it's basically going to be Eckler and Kelly at the as as the main running back tandem here. And the big news for New England is that Cam Newton with an abdomen injury, he remained limited at practice on Thursday. And I think that's probably the the uh, the stinger that Ashton Davis gave him a couple of Mondays ago. That sounds like it. Yeah. So that is worth monitoring. For the New England Patriots, if Cam Newton does play, where does he rank on your starter meter? Five. What about Damian Harris and James Six. White? Three. Uh, no. James White, five. What about the receivers? Jacoby Myers, Demir Bird? Myers is a five. Demir Bird's a four. Nikhil Harry? Nikhil Harry's like a four. Can you believe they drafted Nikhil Harry over DK Metcalf? Unbelievable. Yeah. Could have had Tom Brady playing with DK Metcalf. Yeah, it's probably better that that didn't happen. (laughs) Yeah, because Tom Brady would still be in New England. Yeah, it's probably better that it didn't happen. I like it. That's the only part of this alternate history that I that I like. Fair. Yeah, no. Um, and then tight end's not really worth it for you for New England. No, no, not at all. And moving on to the Chargers. Justin Herbert's gotta be a good uh good stream. Good well, not even a stream, just a good start heading into this week, this Sunday. Oh, yeah, he's, he's a fantastic start. I mean, it's Eight. kind of like mental that they're three and six at this point. Yeah. Eight. And what about Austin Eckler? Nine. Josh Kelly? Three. Keenan Allen? Ten. Mike Williams? Four. Anybody else? Mike Williams receivers? is probably getting the... Stephon Gilmore experience. Really? You don't think it would be Keenan Allen? No, Keenan Allen's Allen's probably going to be in the slot. And Gilmore will stick outside. Yeah. So. It'll likely be getting the Stephon Gilmore experience. You know, it sounds worse when you say it like that. Experience. Sounds very Voldemort when you say it like that. See, I can't do a Voldemort because I'm not a Harry. I'm not a Harry Potter guy. I don't Fun either. fact: I, know- I have ne- I have never watched a single second of Harry Potter. I think I, I think I already. I mean, I already knew that, but it's, I was gonna say, I feel like I told you this. Yeah, I think I was. I was more shocked when I heard it. Now I'm just like, whatever. I don't, I'm, yes, because you know who I am. <laughs> I'm pretty indifferent about Harry Potter. I know that you don't. You don't like Lord of the Rings either. Nope. Nope. I tried to watch it. I was like, no, this is boring. It's ridiculous. This is boring. This is very boring. And yeah, no, I mean, I think if you like Game of Thrones, I'm surprised that you didn't like Lord of the Rings is all I'm saying. It was just very boring to me. That's all. Okay. Yeah, people are allowed to have their own opinions, even if they're wrong. Oh, even if they're wrong. Okay, I see. I see. 
no people people are allowed to have their own opinions so i'm not gonna yeah it's fine um and then I'll that one adam what about uh hunter henry before we move on to our penultimate game adam you want to fill in the blank for me hunter henry is a 10 beautiful no he's there like a he's like a seven still but in terms of being a great human being he's a 25 million oh yeah definitely hall of fame great guy all right uh next game or next to last the philadelphia eagles heading to green bay to cold lambeau field to play the green bay packers and there's a chance so you tell me there's a chance that zach Ertz will be playing this week there's a chance I mean, that would be pretty interesting. A team, an Eagles team that is maybe, maybe not out of it for as far as pl- playoffs are concerned. Um, Doug Peterson expressed optimism that Ertz will be able to play on Sunday. So, and that'll optimism. be good for everybody. Yeah. Well, now is that, well, now Dallas Goddard will go back to, his rightful place as number two as the number two tight end and produce accordingly. Incredibly. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I would probably say that if you are in an opportunity where you can start Zach Ertz, I don't know if you would do it. That's the thing. Well, that's a tough question because you don't know what he's going to be like. Cause he, even when he's played, he hasn't been that great. No, he hasn't. So, is this a contract year, kind of, for Zach Ertz? It, uh, well, they're trying to negotiate a new contract, but it's probably more as last year in Philadelphia. Well, now that they've seen that Dallas Goddard's the guy, can succeed as the guy, which I think everybody else knew, that might be that might spell the end for Zach Ertz. Yes. Yeah. It could be. And uh, for the Green Bay Packers, um, Alan Lazard was limited in Thursday's practice. And otherwise, it's just defense stuff. The defensive players that were, uh, they're questionable heading into this game. It's that time of year where you get a bunch of players on the injury report with little bumps and bruises and nicks and stuff like that. And with that in mind, I mean, you're not starting Carson Wentz. Nope. No. Nope. But you are starting Miles Sanders. Seven. Is Boston Scott worth a look? Two. What about the receivers? Joan nope. Rieger? Nope. Charles Fogum? Nope. Greg Ward? Nope. Okay. Fair enough. I, I'll, I'll stop. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and then at tight end. So if Zach Ertz plays and Dallas guards the backup, Richard Rogers gets like nothing. Yes. I do have a tiny interruption that I want to make. As you could tell, I have been a little, um, a little bit off track, but that's because I've been working out a deal for miles Gaskin for like the last half hour. So the deal oh that I have, the deal that I have in place right now, is I am sending David Johnson and Duke Johnson for Miles Gaskin and James White with the 
option in there that if the owner of Miles Gaskin wants Miles Gaskin back for keeper reasons, he has the opportunity to exercise a buyback. That is interesting. If I need a running back. That's so. a fascinating. Well, you picked a good time to trade for Miles Gaskin. Yep. Especially, I mean, he comes back. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah. Well, he, he will be the guy. Capital T, capital G, guy. Yeah, he will be. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with what I was able to do. The deal is, uh, James White and Miles Gaskin for David Johnson and Duke Johnson, with a buyback clause. With a buyback, yes. That's crazy. Where if the owner wants Gaskin, he can have him back. No draft picks involved. Fascinating. Let's go. We're pushing for a title, baby. Let's go. Keeper leagues are always, always fascinating because you're allowed to get creative with the trades that you make. You had to put in a buyback clause. That's ridiculous. That's crazy. <laughs> I, call me Real Madrid and making a deal with Spurs. Yeah. I got the buyback. Get the buyback clause. Only <clears throat> only in this instance, I'm freaking Spurs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> God. Oh, God. Ew. Oh. oh, I feel disgusting. Yeah. Sick. You're like Man City sending Angelino, Angelino to... Uh, RB Leipzig. True. Very true. Back. Very true. And then never bring him back. Ever. <sighs> Ever. Um, yeah. So what was I talking about? Uh, you were tight talking ends? you were talking about the tight ends, yes. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, if Zacharitz plays, I guess he's gonna eat he'll be eating into Dallas Goddard's production. It'll it will spell bad things for Richard Rogers, of course, who will be back to third string tight end. And yeah, I mean, honestly, as crazy as this sentence that I'm about to say sounds, it's detrimental to the to the Eagles tight end room. Oh, Marseille, two nil. Anyway, it's detri- it's detrimental to the Eagles tight end room. Twenty five bucks in the back. If Zacherts comes back, yes. Yeah, and it looks like the Dallas Goddard is ready to be the guy for Philadelphia. So at le- at this point, you have a tight end that's going to be cheaper for them. You don't have to sign Zach Ertz to a contract extension. You try and get something for him, and you move on. I think it's best for all parties involved. Yeah, but they're not going to do that. Nope. My, my sentimental value. Yeah, true. <laughs> anyway. Was Dallas Scott Dallas Scott was there for the Super Bowl, right? No, he was picked that draft. Oh, that's right. It was well, yeah. It was Trey Burton who was the backup. Yes, Fa- that famous that draft is is when uh, Goddard got picked. Oh, that's funny. That's I mean, it makes sense because they, I mean, they let Trey Burton go in free agency, so get overpaid by the Bears. That's correct. Yeah. So they needed a backup tight end. Anyway, uh, for the Green Bay Packers, obviously, you're basically leaving the big three in your lineup. Forever. I'll make this easy. Aaron Rodgers is a 10. Aaron Jones is an 8. Devontae Adams is a 10. Marquez Valdez-Scantling is a 7. Al Lazard is a 6. Robert Tunyon is an 8. Well, there you go. And we are moving on to our last game. This game's going to be a shit show. I hate it. 
Normally, I'm excited about the Kansas City Chiefs playing on Sunday Night Football, but this is not going to be like Chiefs Raiders. And if it is, I don't know, then something would have gone horribly wrong. Yeah, this is going to be terrible. This is going to be really bad. If this game ends up being as close as Chiefs Raiders, then I would hope to see Matt Moore at quarterback. (laughs) And that would be the reason why. Matt fucking Moore. I hate Matt Moore. Anyway. You hate Matt Moore. Yes. Stupid ex-Dolphins quarterbacks doing well. Getting a Super Bowl ring for doing nothing. Anyway. A Super Bowl ring for doing nothing. Well, he played a game. He won a game for the Chiefs. Anyway, um, so for the Denver Broncos, as far as the injuries are concerned, Jerry Judy is questionable heading into this game. Philip Lindsay is also questionable heading into this game. But luckily, happily for them, is that all their basically all their quarterbacks, except for probably Jeff Driscoll, are going to be playing or active at least. So they will no longer be forced to start Kendall Hinton. Oh, joyous. Another Wake Forest quarterback. Isn't, join that, the, isn't that just lovely? To join John Walford in the in the small fraternity of uh, Wake Forest quarterbacks to play in the NFL. That's just extraordinary. Yeah. But uh, so Philip Lindsay with the knee issue participated in practice on Friday. And so did Jerry Judy. But Jerry Judy has an ankle issue. I guess the Philip Lindsay thing was the knee that kept him out for a couple of games earlier this season. Mm-hmm. So that's worth monitoring, especially for to see more, a more detailed analysis on what their participation level was for both of them. And then for Kansas City, one big thing to worry about is that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is questionable heading into this game. He's dealing with a stomach virus. Big, gross. That's horrifying. Yeah, he didn't practice on Friday because he's dealing with a stomach virus. So hopefully, feel better. Feel better, Ken. Ugh. Stomach viruses are the worst. Yes, they are. They're quite terrible. They're the worst because you can't even relax. At least if you have like a cold or something, you could just like lay down and sleep. With a stomach virus, you can't. No. Won't no, let there's, you there's no such thing. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, for the Broncos, you're still not starting really anybody on the Broncos except for maybe Jerry Judy. No. And Melvin Gordon in deep leagues. No. No, there's nobody there's nobody on the on the Broncos that you're willing to start. Actually, in the deal that I just made, uh, I am dropping Melvin Gordon. Yeah. Well, actually, I forgot. I mean, Noah Fant, I guess, also is worth starting because Drew Locke loves him. Sure. Yeah, he's a six. But I mean, otherwise, really isn't much. No. And uh, we have come to my favorite time of Sunday, of Friday. My favorite time of Friday is here. It's going over the Kansas City Chiefs and who you're starting. Mahomes is a 10. Clyde Erdzelaire is an 8. Tyreek Hill is a 10. Sammy Watkins is a 6 if he plays. Demarcus Robinson is a 5. Nicole Hardman is a 5. Travis Kelsey is a 10. Next. Joke's on you. There is no next. That was our oh, last game. Darn. Although Clyde Edwards, Clyde Edwards Alaire doesn't play, I think if you if you somehow kept uh, hung on to Lev Bell, then 
he he's worthy of a flex spot at least. Is there an update on uh, on Clyde by any chance? Well, I said he didn't practice on Friday because of the stomach virus. He's just questionable. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So, okay. right. Yeah. That's kind of that's the gist of it. Right. You'll probably see more about it on Saturday. The lucky thing, or I mean, maybe not lucky, depending on how on the running backs that you have, is that this game is at night. So it's more of a chance for Clyde to get ready True. and get over this, this stomach bug that he has. True. It's not like he has to rush to get ready for a one o'clock kickoff. Can you imagine waking up at eight in the morning for if with a just getting over a stomach virus to play at one o'clock? Fuck that. And get hit for four get hours. Hit in the gut. Yeah, no. No, thank no. you. I'll pass. Ugh. Never mind. I'm not even yuck. thinking about that anymore. Yuck, yuck, yuck. And uh, that's it. So if you wanted to see our defensive rankings, of course, you can check out the waiver show that we did a couple days ago yep. and see our more in-depth thoughts on that. And if you're looking for IDP, then look somewhere else because we don't have any of that. Sure. Apparently, it's a very, <laughs> from what I've known from you, it's a cult. It is a cult. Yes. People who do individual individual defensive players. There are some people that say once you go IDP, you don't go back. I don't think I want to go IDP because it's just like it's literally doubling your work Nothing as a fantasy owner. Nothing wrong with that. No. Well, also, it's like, well, there's also more injuries. IDP is love. IDP is life. Are you in an IDP league? No, sadly. Oh. I've done I'm, them in the past. I've done them in the past and they are. A lot of fun. I was about to I like I'm disowning you as a co-host. <laughs> yeah, no. Unfortunately, I am not. I mean, I wonder who I just out of curiosity, the top rank IDP in on Fantasy Pros, can you guess who he is? The top IDP player? Yeah. In fan on fantasy pros. Is it Darius Leonard? It is Darius Leonard. Why go. do you know that? Or because I guess, because an IDP where you get your, the players that have the most value are the middle linebackers, the oh, ones that make a ton of tackles. So it was that either, explains it was, a lot. It was either going to be Darius Leonard or it was going to be Bobby Wagner. It was one or the other. <laughs> Bobby Wagner second. So there you go. There you go. Anyway, thank you for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. We'll be previewing Monday and Tuesday Night Football on Monday. And not Tuesday. But yes. yeah, we'll, we'll be previewing the uh, Steelers versus the football team, the Ravens going up its Cowboys, and then the Bills heading back to the scene of the crime at State Farm Stadium to play the 49ers. <laughs> you can find all episodes of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Rude. Show Rude, the rude, Vanilla rude. Basement Talk. Stop that. The Vanilla Basement Talk podcast, the Quizvitational, and the debate on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Amazon Music. For my co-host Ed Birdsall, I am Adam Castor, and we will talk to you next time on the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. Bye bye.